Hi, Timothy. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. And it's my birthday tomorrow, which is great. It's his birthday. It's very exciting. And today is episode 16 of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. We've got my friend Alison Tier on to share her live video journey. And tomorrow, I'm going to Content Marketing World in Cleveland, Ohio. You've got hiccups, haven't you? Mm-hmm. So that's really exciting. But I think it's time. What do you reckon? Is it time for the podcast? Yeah. Daddy, hit that button now. Okay. Bye. This is the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray, helping entrepreneurs level up their impact, authority, and profits through the power of live video. Gain confidence in front of the camera, confidence with technology, and confidence with the content and marketing. Together, we can go live! Hello, welcome to episode 16 of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Today, I've got Alison Tier on to talk about her live video journey. And you can find this, all the show notes will be at iag.me forward slash 16. That's iag.me forward slash 16. But I, first of all, I want to introduce one of our sponsors. We've got two sponsors of this podcast. We've got Content 10X and Ecom Live. And I want to talk to you about Content 10X, who are just amazing. They take your content and explode it across the internet. There are experts in content repurposing. They provide a full end-to-end repurposing service. So for example, if you go live, produce some live video, they, will, they can take it and, for example, make it into a podcast or turn it into a blog post, turn it into lots of, of mini videos for Instagram or into social media posts and images and things like that. So they take that one piece of content and explode it across the internet, saving you time and building your business. But they also have a really cool blog. At, so if you just go to content10x.com, it is packed with great advice on all things repurposing. And also Amy, Amy Woods, who is the CEO of Content 10X, has a fabulous podcast. You just need to search for the Content 10X podcast. So today I've got Alison Tier on the show. We met... Hmm. I'm going to ask Alison all about how we met because I, I always forget these things. I'm pretty sure I know, but I'm going to ask her. But Alison is a marketing mentor. She also is the owner and director of Simply Marketing Limited and Social Jungle Limited and has worked with hundreds of individuals, organizations, and businesses to assist their transition into the world of marketing. Alison has been an entrepreneur from the age of 21, building businesses to suit her family and lifestyle. She is an associate member of the Chartered Institute of Marketing and a qualified marketer. 30 years after starting her first business, Alison now mentors others to market and grow their own businesses, teaching them the essential skills they require and to build a business that they love. Well, I love that. I definitely do. So thank you, Alison, for being on the show. Well, thanks for having me. And it's great to be here. And yeah, we met in 2017 at Upreneur. That's I thought it was. Met. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure whether, I was pretty sure it was 2017. But you know, it's funny, all these conferences merge into one mm. sometimes. And I, I want to just explain to, to you listening to this that it seems that all, all my guests recently have been, I've met them from the Upreneur Summit. I, I don't, it's complete chance that that's happened. But yeah, it, it just shows you the power of going to conferences and particularly the, the Upreneur Summit in London. It's been amazing, hasn't it? It has. I've met, I think it was at the point when I started that journey was forcing myself from a bricks and mortar world into an online world. And it was that part, part that I realized that the people involved in the online journey were also human. 
I think. And I was really, really thrilled when I found that actually the people involved within the Youpreneur community and and all the online communities I'm now involved in are such genuinely nice people great people. It's surprising that, isn't it? Well, it shouldn't surprise us, really. But I totally agree with you. The vast majority of people in the marketing space and all these conferences that I've been to, whether it's the Youpreneur Summit or Social Media Marketing World or Janet Murray's event that I went to recently, they're just all really nice people. And uh, I wonder whether part of that is that many of us, we've chosen to to live this life, this entrepreneurial lifestyle, working from home, many of us do. And uh, yeah, I think we kind of, I think we kind of get each other. I think that's partly what it is. Yeah, I think so. And it's, 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 you need that because you can be very isolated in yeah. an online space as well. I'm used to being with people because that's the way my business has always been. So when I took myself into an online space, I still needed, needed people. And I was just so pleased when the, the people there mm. in that space were, you know, people that you could relate to and talk to. And, and so that made me feel so much better. Yeah, interesting. So would you describe yourself as an extrovert or an introvert? Or do you not like being put into a box like that? I don't really like being put into a, a box. I am confident. I've always been confident. And I love people and I love networking to a point. But then I do have issues with certain elements of confidence. And that's where my main issue came with um, live video. Well, video. Yeah, that's interesting. So we had Adam King on the last episode. And he was he was telling me that he's he was a real introvert. And the idea of going live was a real issue for him. But I don't think it's just to do with being an introvert. I mean, I think it can manifest itself in lots of ways. I know lots of extroverts who struggle with this. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily to do with shyness or, you know, you can be a very confident person generally or people person. But just still mm-hmm. the idea of getting in front of the camera makes you want to run a mile. Before yeah. before I ask you about that, just, I mean, I did mention your bio, but what interested me is that you've been doing this, this entrepreneurial mad thing since you were 21. You know, what made you get into this, this lifestyle and how has it been over the, the last few years? It's just an amazing lifestyle. I love it. And, but I know nothing different. So my dad was always self-employed. I married a farmer who's self-employed. We know no different. My children, unfortunately, also know no different. (laughs) Um, So, which is, you know, going to be challenging for them. But I, so, and I think for me, because I was never, ever used to the monthly paycheck, then the whole roller coaster journey of, of entrepreneurial life and owning your own business just comes, it's just part of the journey. And, and I don't freak out about it. I just go with it. So, but that also helps me to help other people as well, because I've had all those business journeys. I've been ups, I've, I've had downs. And when I, when I work with people and I mentor people, it really helps me because I understand exactly what they're feeling. So I think that empathy, those those difficult times that you've had, you understand what other business owners are going through. So you yes. can you know how to help them. I think empathy is such a strong thing. And particularly yeah. when it comes to live video, having mm-hmm. empathy with your audience really helps. I, I, I found it interesting what you said about your kids. And, you know, it's I know you were joking, semi-joking about it, like they don't know anything else either about the entrepreneurial thing. But I think more and more so these days, that is what younger people are doing. And, you know, the the, the days of maybe going to uni and then getting a, a job for the whole of your life, 
those are kind of gone. So I think these skills, learning how to to produce video, whether it's on YouTube or live video, are actually paramount for our kids, I think. Uh, it, I mean, for me, it's been so interesting, mm. this transition, because I'm, I've sort of come at this. So there was nothing but bricks and mortar when I started. That was it. There was absolutely no alternative. And the marketing were all a standard marketing, um, you know, print ad, radio, that kind of thing, events. But then when the online space appeared, it, cha- it was completely game-changing, absolutely, and fascinating for me. And at that point, 10 years ago, I went back and took a degree in marketing and, and, and then sort of forced myself to learn about the world of social media and, and what was going on. And, and even now, I just love the fact that we have these amazing tools now that we can use to market our business. And anybody can use them. Bricks and mortar businesses can use them. Online businesses can use them. You know, it's, it, but you have to be able to, to, to harness them all. You do. And that, and that can be challenging. There's, there's so much, so many tools out there. And we'll talk about that, you know, because I know that's been part of your live video journey, the technology and learning how to use all Mm -hmm. of that. So this is, this is all part of a series when I want to bring people onto the show to talk about their live video journey, to talk about the struggles that they've had, how they got started, but also how they've succeeded. So it's, we're looking at the successes, but also some of the failures as well. I'm sorry, Alison, but you know, we all fail when it comes to this i can definitely tell you some stories that i've i've had uh even last night as i was saying before when i was doing on a webinar at midnight and the internet kind of died halfway through which wasn't good but these things happen don't they <laughs> they do they do yeah i mean i mean my challenges have been both techy because i'm not techy and confidence wise because i had literally not zero under zero when it came to actually doing video as well as live video, you know, even from the yeah. start. So let, was- let, so let's talk about that. So when did you first start thinking about doing video, whether it's pre-recorded video or live video, and what were the main concerns, the main challenges in your mind? Um, okay, so I'd already failed miserably in my a former career, and in a former sort of part of my career, when I'd been on a, a radio interview, which was live, and I completely and utterly made a a huge mess of it and I just found that I couldn't speak it was ridiculous nothing came out and and what came out was rubbish and afterwards I was like I can't believe that was just a nightmare and after that there was a good I would say maybe 10 years where I didn't actually go anywhere near anything live at all and then the world of social media came along and I was doing my marketing degree and I was, you know, I was learning about how to use social for marketing and I was self-teaching in a way because there was no, you couldn't Google how to use Twitter at that time, just Twitter appeared, you know. And, um, and all of this, as it, as it all progressed and then suddenly we could have video in there and I'm merrily, because by this point I'm training, I'm teaching, I'm saying, you know, you need to get on video, video's the, the next big thing and I remember going to a conference in Dublin, um, a social media summit in Dublin, and honestly, two days worth of every single seminar that I went into was video, 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 and it was like, all oh, right, okay. And I then merrily trot this out to my students and the people I was mentoring. You know, this is where you need to be. And in the back of my mind, the whole time, I was thinking, 
I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I don't want to do it. I'm not. I'm never going to do this. And so it became a bigger and bigger issue for me because I mean I had no I had no wedding photographs in my house. I didn't even like a camera, let alone a video. So at that point, I knew I was in a little bit of a crisis because I wasn't living what I was telling people to do, and and I don't like not doing that. So. I try to use my fear to teach people, to say to people, it is absolutely normal to have these fears. And even now, funnily enough, even now when I'm training people and I say, right, who's a peacock? Who doesn't mind going in front of the camera? It stuns me. I could never pick out the people in the room who actually don't mind going on camera. It, it can be the most unlikely people, mm. the ones who you think would don't, and the, the things, the, the ones that you think wouldn't are like, oh yeah, no, no problem, I'd go on camera, and I'm like, right, really? So yeah, that's how it all began, really. Yeah, that's interesting. So it's it was. Did you do you feel that you had an element of imposter syndrome here? Yes. That you were you were teaching this, but you weren't actually doing it yourself. No. Yeah. Absolutely. It was. It was. Uh, it was. Yeah, it was, I just couldn't bring myself. As soon as, you know, I was sitting here with that um, camera there, as soon as I thought about flicking the switch to make that, you know, to, to, it was, there was just like, no way, absolutely no way. So there was this, there's probably this internal voice, this inner critic that we've talked about on previous shows that was probably manifested from that experience that you had on that radio uh, yeah. that, well, that certainly amplified it for you. And so you were in this state where you were teaching your clients to do video. Uh, you was, you totally saw the power of video and live video, but you weren't doing it yourself. So when was it when you realized enough was enough and you were going to do something about this? And, and what kind of changed for you? I think there was two elements to it. One, um, I remember having a chat to you where... I think I must have been blaming the tech. <laughs> yeah, saying, I remember. You remember that and saying, oh, you know, tech's too hard for me. I can't, I just can't cope with tech. And then you were pointing out, actually, well, I don't think this is a tech issue. <laughs> this is you actually not wanting to do this. Yeah. And I thought, mm, yeah, I think he's actually probably right here. <laughs> I'm just, I am rubbish at tech, but then I also am avoiding this. Um, so that was the first stage. And then I started to do little videos. The first thing I had to get over was my own voice. I really could not stand the sound of my own voice. So if I did a video where I was talking over something, you know, to hear my voice come back at me was like, really? Do I sound like that? Yeah. So I took it to that stage. And then I would, I had a Facebook group and I started to put a few videos in the group. In fact, I remember doing a video where I turned myself into a cartoon character, you know, with the filters. And I thought, I'll hide, I'll hide in that way. So I won't be me. I will be a, a, a cartoon character with drawing lines on it. <laughs> um, so I tried everything to try and not have to be me. And then from there, the next part of the journey was because I felt safe in my group. I have a really great Facebook group where we chat marketing. And um, I felt fine in there. So I would start putting videos in, in there. And I actually managed to do a couple of lives in there. I did work with a lady who was really, really great, who was, used to be an actress. And she helped me a lot with trying to, you know, get over the fear. And so I got to that stage and I was quite proud of myself, really. Well, that's fab. So yeah, I mean, doing it in a safe place. So your group was your safe place, yes. wasn't it? It was a place where you knew 
the people in it. And presumably, these were all people that that loved you, that they, they joined because they actually liked you and, and what you were doing. And so I, I think maybe that one of the big fears that I think many of us have is this fear of being judged yes. or people saying horrible things yeah. about us. Because we're, we're often saying it ourselves. You're like you listen to your voice and you think, oh, I don't sound like that, do I? And that's a common problem. You know, if I'm being totally honest, I, until relatively recently, I really struggled with that. Now I kind of, I kind of put up with my own voice, yeah. which is still not as good as it should be. I, I would like to get to the stage where I really like my voice. And I think I'm guessing there, but it's a, it's a slow process of that confidence building over time. So you were doing live videos in the group. Did anything, so were you doing this from your phone? You know, from the tech point of view, what were you using? No, I went in, um, so I think I used a little bit of Ecamm on my Mac and then I switched to be live. And so I was, I was going in, I was going in at a very set time. So one thing is the people in the group, yes, I, uh, to start with, I did know them because I'd done a lot of live training. And so the people that I'd live trained with, which I have no problem with, were in the group. So that was fine. One thing I would say is I never let my daughters in there because they are they are the ones that are super critical. And I know I wouldn't have felt comfortable in front of I know it sounds ridiculous because I'm, I'm, I'm there with them all the time, but I, it was just not a space I wanted them in, in my workspace somehow. And then, yeah, so I used, I used Be Live, but I used it in a way that um, I turned up every week. So I set myself a goal. I said, I will be there on a Sunday evening at eight o'clock live every week. And by telling people I was going to be there, I had to be there. That's such an important point. It's like going to the gym. Yes. Yeah, well, I kept on going, to, trying to go to the gym for years and years and years, and it, and it failed until I plucked up the courage to hire a personal trainer who was going to be there. I booked an appointment, so I had I couldn't let him down. I had to turn up. And so that's, in a sense, what you've done there. You you told people you were going to turn up at this time, so you had to mm -hmm. be there. And those those negative feelings that you may have felt beforehand that may have turned into, do you know what? I'm I'm, I'm just going to have a lie down, or I'm not feeling well, yes. or something. Yeah. Or I need to, I need to do something completely else. Oh, it's a great movie on Netflix. You know, you couldn't make those excuses anymore. So yeah, so that when you first did it. Were you getting people watching or, you know, was any, any was the tech going well or did you have any disasters? Oh, yeah, yeah, plenty of tech disasters. And still now I, it, it really frustrates me that I can't, you know, you can't see in the groups now, you can't see the name of who's talking. So that means you have to have your phone at the side of you to see actually who's 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 conversing with you so that's quite that's quite hard going um so that tech there's those techie issues and, and also, also one night um nightmare i hadn't i must have come in quite quickly i thought that i was in my group and i was on my page and i wasn't just on my page i was on my personal page Oh, and then okay. I'm like, this is strange. And then people kept messaging me saying, where are you? Where are you? And I'm like, well, I'm, you know, I'm here, I'm here. And then, and then actually, I think it was one of the children said, mum, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm on the, I'm on my personal page. Oh dear. So easily, easily done, isn't it? Because on, on Facebook, I mean, there are three main places you to go live. There's the, there's your profile, there's your page, and then there's your group. And, and actually you can even go live to other people's groups as well. It can get quite 
quite complicated. I wanted just to mention for people who are listening, Alison mentioned BeLive. BeLive.tv is a tool that I have covered in a previous episode. And it's a, it's a web app. So you basically just put that into your browser. And it's very easy to use. You just go live through that. There are similar tools, the StreamYard.com as well. And also there are some other tools like Ecamm Live and Wirecast and all these other tools that are, are really cool. But yeah, this, this issue that Facebook, because of all these privacy issues that Facebook's been having, they are locking down a lot of things. And when you go live in a group, you can't, uh, you, if you use a third party tool like BeLive, you can no longer see the name of the person commenting in your group unless you get them to do something. So this is a bit, it is possible to see the name, but what you have to do is to get them to click on a link to be able to give permission for the tool to be able to use their name. So in your case, I think there's a link that you can click to get BeLive to be able to see their name. And you can do that with Ecamm and, and all those other things. So it is possible, but it does require those commenters to actually yeah. click, a, click a link, which is a bit yeah. of a pain. Uh, just thought I'd mention that. So yeah, so so you started going live in the group, and so you, were you, would you say you were enjoying it? No. Were you, were you, was it a positive experience? Um, I turned up every week like Angela Rippon. <laughs> I'd say I um, I were I might as well have been the newsreader. I I became somebody completely who I absolutely wasn't. And week after week, I'd turn up, um, and I'm not talking about scripted, I never scripted anything, but I would sit completely starched and like I, you know, like I was frozen and I would have no personality whatsoever and I would just get through it at a million miles an hour and then I'd be off, you know, and that was the end. Until I was coming back from holiday once and listening to one of Andrew and Pete's podcasts and um, they were talking about how natural you need to be that if you aren't if you aren't you then why bother if you can't if you can't be you it's not even worth being there because mm. and and this is all stuff that I knew this is all stuff that I taught but I think it just hit home then I thought yeah you you are not being you. You're being somebody else. And at that point, I came home from that holiday and the, the, the Sunday, I think that was a Saturday, and I was doing the, the live on the Sunday, and I just thought, you know what? I actually don't. I, I, oh, I, I, I'm caught the pretense. I can't, I cannot cope with this. And so I just went on. I was me. I was, you know, just talking normally. We had a bit of a chat. I was, and I, I just thought, right, that's, that's how I'm going to play it. And people either go with that or they don't but I can't I can't not be me and I got people afterwards were messaging me saying how do you have a drink <laughs> I think they thought that I was you know that I'd had a glass of wine or something but I'd come on because I was I was obviously a completely different person because that's actually uh, me but I isn't that cool. being me at all you know so so that was another big learning curve, big. That's cool. So yeah, it, it's being vulnerable really, isn't it? Absolutely. Because I think so many of us, we want to hide behind something. Yeah. So I, for many years, hid behind my blog, hid behind my podcast, hid behind my brand name. It's scary mm -hmm. putting yourself out there and with live video for it, in order for it to do well. It, you have to, it's almost like you're naked in front of the camera. It's like you have to be totally vulnerable and because otherwise it just doesn't work. You know, people want to see the real you. And this is, this is a tough thing because there, 
will be, if you're successful, there will be some people out there who will not like you, who yeah. will not like your delivery. They won't like what you're talking about. And in some cases, they may even tell you about that. Now, thankfully, that doesn't happen very often and it doesn't usually happen at the start. But that is a fear that we can often have. Mm-hmm. But they, of course, the opposite is true. The the opposite, the other end is true, which is that if we're being us, then there will be people out there that will love us, mm-hmm. that will... They, they are attracted to our personality. They're actually attracted to when we make mistakes and our humanity. And that sounds like that's what your experience was. But how did you, I mean, you kind of made it sound very easy. You just made this decision and suddenly you were authentic and you were you. I mean, can you unpack that a little bit? How would you encourage listeners to this podcast who may be struggling with that of being themselves totally on camera? I think it's back to the safe space again. I think it's, about, it's back to practicing a, in a safe space. And I do think it's a, it is a question of really, it is like one day you, you sort of don't do that stage in stages. You, you do have to just let go and say, right, what's the worst that could happen? You know, it, let's just give it a go. Let's just be me. Let's just talk about things in a way you would naturally talk to somebody, especially if you're, talk, if you're dealing with clients already. Then if you were in a room with a client, if you were going for a cup of coffee with a client, if you were, you just have to be exactly the same, hmm. exactly the same. Don't put up any front at all. Just be just you as you are then. Because really, when you then work with a client, they, they, it's, it's seamless, they're not trying to, you know, they're not expecting you to be anything that you're not. That's just exactly what you are. So, it, yeah, it works. It, 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 I hope I'm not making it sound too easy because I am talking a five-year journey here. So, you know, but I'm sure, I'm sure people listening to this can actually bring that down further. Yes. Mine was extreme. Well, we'll talk a little bit about that because I want to ask you about what you would advise people to do or what you would say to yourself to maybe shorten that five year down to a a lower amount. But before we do that, I want to introduce our second sponsor to the show, which is Ecom Live. Ecom Live is what I'm using at the moment to stream to Facebook and to other platforms as well. It's my top recommendation for a live video tool for Mac users. And because it's a standalone app, it makes full use of the power of your Mac and helps you to level up your impact and authority using Confident Live Video. One of the reasons why I love Ecom Live is not only is it really powerful and it gives you these amazing features like being being able to bring in guests on the show like I'm doing now, highlighting comments on the screen, the ability to save the video in a high quality format for, for repurposing later and integrating with pretty much any platform out there is that it's actually very easy to use. It doesn't take long to get used to how it, to making it work. If you want to be really fancy, it also has some lots of advanced tools as well, such as NDI, virtual webcams, and more. So if you want to find out more, if you want to have a little play with it, just go to iag.me forward slash ecam live. That's iag.me forward slash E-C-A-M-M-L-I-V-E. Now, of course, if you are a PC user, then you can't use Ecamm Live, but there are plenty of other tools out there. There's, there's streamyards.com, there's Wirecast, there's BeLive as well. Remind me, uh, Alison, are you a, a Mac or a PC user? So I have, uh, my laptop is a, is a Mac, it's a MacBook, and I, have, I haven't migrated yet as far as PC is concerned. So yeah, no, I'm still on a PC desktop. 
So you you so you got a bit of both, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. I, yeah, probably will migrate over in the end. But you know, yeah. you know me in technology; it takes me a long time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think when it comes to technology, I mean, with live video, you can use either. I mean, there's pros and cons with both, and we'll, I'll probably be doing a show on on that. I, I I use both PCs and Mac, but obviously for the show, I'm using using a Mac. So. Back to what we were talking about beforehand, which was it's taken you a long time. You mentioned five years to get the confidence to be yourself on live video. And I know it's still a journey you're progressing on, like it is for all of us, <laughs> I hasten to add. But you know, what would you say to yourself if you could go back in a time machine? How would you speed that process up and allow you to be to encourage you to be more confident and more yourself? Um, I think I would say get help from wherever so whether that's from friends or from sometimes it's not friends aren't the best not because they're not friends but because you I think sometimes you feel more self-conscious in front of friends than you do in front of an audience of people who you are teaching or you know so I was lucky enough to work with say the lady who does had been an actress Louise and she was she just was doing some classes which were about confidence in I mean from her perspective it was about stage and screen and and even about presentate presenting in a work you know environment but because she knew my particular problems she was able to say to me look at the you know look directly and you know um, think of you think of it you're talking to one person not lots of people she gave me all kinds of tips so I think that's a good place to start and and work with people but that was that is a tip that I would give for anything in business so when you come along with this entrepreneurial journey you are not on your own and you will not get where you need to be if you don't ask for help and you don't always push yourself so you've got somebody to aspire or to help you to get to the next level so in in the whole 30 years that I've been doing this every single part of my journey I have looked to somebody who it can help me to get a little bit further and a little bit further and learn this skill and learn that skill and I think that is where and being part of a bigger community and asking and looking mm. and investing in yourself is super important and that's all I did with with this this skill here which still is way way to go but I I looked for help I asked you for help I asked Louise for help I anybody who I thought crikey I think I think they can they can make this easier for me I asked and I think that's really important so important. It kind of reminds me of the funny thing of like in the old days when we had maps and cars, you know, the, the, mm. the paper maps, you know, and you got lost and, you know, sometimes you'd have an argument with the other yes. person in the car, you know, why didn't you ask somebody? That yes. in, and No, no, no. Yeah. I'm good to use my map skills. Yeah. And I think sometimes we can use that in our businesses that we're almost too proud. I don't know if that's yeah. the right word to ask for help. Yeah. Uh, but asking for help is exactly what we need to do. And I agree with you. Sometimes Sometimes friends can be useful, but I actually think somebody who is outside of the situation mm -hmm. is more helpful because they're kind of detached mm -hmm. from you and your situation. They can give you some like, quite hard advice as well, mm -hmm. I think. Uh, so I, th I think that's important. And also sometimes actually the, the mere fact of paying somebody, it's like mm -hmm. paying my personal trainer 
I kind of feel, well, I'm paying all this money. I need to do something about mm-hmm. it. So I think that can really help. So getting a coach, getting a mentor, uh, joining a mastermind group, mm-hmm. going to conferences, asking people, all of, the, all of those things have really helped me. And it sounds like that's really been a big thing for you. It has all the way along, all the way along. And I think, you know, now I'm in the online space, which um, again is a different learning curve. It could be far more isolated than any business journey that I've been on. It genuinely could be. I could just sit here all day by myself. But I have, I set myself goals. I set myself challenges. And one of them being to become more confident on video and live video. And I think that I'll often use November because that has been the Yopener Summit date and I've been for the past couple of years. I thought I will have that done for November. So things like my podcast, it was like procrastinate, procrastinate, procrastinate. No, you said November and you will do it for November because if you don't set your own goals, you're a, you are your own CEO. And as cringeworthy yeah. as it sounds, if you don't actually move yourself forward and learn and move forward, who else is going to move you forward? Very true. And it's not that if you go to the Youpreneur Summit and you haven't launched a podcast that Chris Ducker is going to kick you out the bum, it, although that might be a bit of a, a good thing, I don't know, but it's, it's you're letting yourself down, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, you are. And I, I tend to try and set goals like that for myself because time goes so quickly. And, you know, at the moment, I mean, the podcast was one thing, the Facebook groups, another, a membership's another one that I've got lined up and and each time and each time I am a bit of a control freak for needing to know the tech but then I'm rubbish at doing it so I what my pattern seems to be get somebody to help me to learn to do the tech pass it off once I'm confident that I understand then then I'm happy then to pass it off then but I have to know it before I can pass it off so I don't, I don't think you are rubbish at the tech. I mean, I think it maybe doesn't interest you yeah. as much as other people, but it doesn't mean that you're rubbish. You've invested in, in help to get the tech sorted and you understand it. And maybe you need to understand a bit more, but you, you know enough. And, and so that's cool. So I would definitely say you're, you're not rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes. On a Friday afternoon when I'm stuck with some tech problems, I do tend to. Yeah, you, you might want to chuck your computer out the window, but yeah. can I say it from, say it for me? I'm, I love technology. But I often want to chuck my computer out the window. (laughs) So it happens to all of us. So we're we're coming to to the end. I wanted to ask you, so where do you feel you are now? You know, how has... So I've got two questions for you, really. How do you feel live video has changed your business? Has it done that in a positive way? And second of all, where do you see yourself now? Do Do you feel... That everything is re- you're so super confident. Uh, are there any more challenges, and, and what's the next stage for you? I think that it's like anything. We have this massive to- marketing box now toolbox. What has happened is we've been given tools that to use ourselves, and and this puts the onus back on us. And you can try and outsource, but things like live video, unfortunately, you unless you have a caricature or somebody that's a you know that's a double double ganger of you, you there is no way around it. So I think the thing is, you have to work out where video and live fit into your marketing strategy, and then work out from there because obviously it has to be. A place where your audience is so where are your audience 
as I move forward, the podcast is something I love because I love to chat. I do not like to write. So I like to blog far less than I even like to do live video. And that's where my audience are. The Facebook group, I feel comfortable in. I feel like I'm able to give value. And so I'm happy in there. I'm still not happy on Instagram going live. For, I think it's because it's not a group idea. But saying that, so you'll be so super, super proud of me. This morning, I did do a video. So what has happened recently in the past couple of weeks, in fact, since we booked this podcast, um, I was invited onto BBC Radio 4 and that came from being on video. And I was invited onto BBC Northwest as well to do a piece for them. Now, without actually being able to do this, without the three years of angst of being able to get to this stage, I would never have been able to accept to do those. So can you see where things lead? And that's the bigger picture. And I'm always looking for the bigger picture. So if you can be confident in this space and own a, a, own just a small space of your own that where you feel comfortable, you, you don't know where that might lead. And if I hadn't have taken this journey now, I wouldn't have been able to say yes to those two opportunities that I had this morning. That's awesome. I, I And I think you're so, so right. I've heard so many stories of people producing podcasts, live videos, or just videos, and it's getting these amazing opportunities. It could be a speaking gig. Mm -hmm. It could be a new client. It could be getting on BBC. I mean, that is amazing. Just to just all from getting over yourself, getting mm -hmm. over the fact that you don't like the way you sound or the way you look or whatever. You know, it's a slow process. There are things that you can do to improve things that we've talked about a lot in this podcast. And thank you so much for all of your advice there, because you've learned the hard way. And hopefully, people who are listening can shortcut some of the some of the pain. And yeah, uh, and yeah. And, and please know that you know I do feel everybody's pain. I really do. And and but if you want to build your own business and in the world that we're living in now and you want to be able to market your business and yourself, this is such a powerful way to do it. So it is worth it. It's worth the angst. It's worth feeling the fear and doing it anyway. It's just and, and you can get there. You, I absolutely believe that everybody can get to a point where it's useful to them. And if you're listening to the podcast, you are on that journey already. You have hopefully learned loads and loads of things. So get in touch. We'd, we'd love to know. I, I know you're going to share where people can find you on the, on the social webs and all that kind of stuff. And I think we both obviously love to hear from people to see where people are at. Where, where are you at at the moment? Are you struggling with any of these things? Do you empathize with some of the struggles that Alison's been facing? And certainly the struggles that I've been facing too and still still struggle. It's a journey uh, we are constantly learning. So thank you so much, Alison. It's been great to have you on. Great to hear you share your journey. How can people find out more about you and uh, particularly you know, share your, your podcast because it's a, an awesome podcast? Uh, yeah, you can search for The Simply Marketing Show. That's my podcast, and that's out every week on a Friday. Or you can find me. It's probably the easiest way to find me is on LinkedIn. So if you search for Alison Tier on LinkedIn and connect with me, send me a message. And by all means, you know, if you're, you're on Facebook or you want to ask me any questions, then please feel free. And you're also on Instagram as well. I, I, like, I like your Instagram. So uh, yeah, yeah, people can find I'm you there. Instagram is Alison Tier, so just come and find me there. Instagram is actually my favorite platform. 
I thought it was, yeah. but you were quite reluctant. In yeah, no, no, I do. I do like Instagram. But again, yeah. I think, you know, all these things, it's about being purposeful. And one of the yeah. one of the major things that I teach with with marketing is it can be a massive time drain. So when I do things, whether it's a live video or whatever, it's with purpose that I do it and to get an outcome, to get a lead, to get to know people, whatever, you know, rather than just wasting time. And I would say, I would genuinely tell you, if I thought this had been a wasted journey to live video, I would I would say, but it hasn't been. Absolutely. You, at the end of the day, there's no point doing something if there's no point to doing no. it. If it's not, if it's not going to move you on, to- totally agree with you. Well, thank you, Alison. It's been great to have you on. And uh, yeah, do do search out Alison, do connect with her, do let us know how you're getting on in your live video journey. But until next time, I hope that you can level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of Confident Live Video. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Be sure to join the community at iag.me where you can continue to level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of live video. And until next time, toodaloo. you still got hiccups, haven't you? Yes. What's the best way of getting rid of hiccups? Um... To um, fill your mouth with water and go upside down for 10 seconds and then move up. Hopefully, if that doesn't work, then fill your mouth with air and do, and do, the, <laughs> and do the same thing. Or swallow, swallow loads of water, wait for 10 seconds, then swallow it whole. Do you reckon? Well, I don't know. I just hold my breath. Anyway, right, I better go and pack. Are you going to help me pack for Content Marketing World? Yeah. Okay, bye everyone.